everybody, and welcome to I Sell Comics, broadcasting from the home of the comic book man, Jay and Sound Bob, Secret Stash. My name is Ming Chen. You are. Sitting across from me is a man not not going to rehab for a sex addiction. Mike Zapsick, everybody. I, I, Mike Zapsick. I am I'm, not. I, I I'm, am and am not. I am Mike to, Zapsick, and I am not going uh, to rehab for my sex addiction. I'm, hearing, I'm here to tell you that Mike Zapsick has never touched a woman inappropriately. Never sexually harassed a woman. Um, always a stand-up guy. I'm, uh, well, loves women. Is not that like where, that. Is that where we're going? Loves, is that where we're going right off the yeah. bat? I, I, Holy I, I crap! Figured, I figured uh, right. you know it's what everybody is talking it's, about. So. It's true. Like, but it's uh, never, I mean, back always, in my drinking days, I was a uh, I was I was lecherous. But I mean, I but you never no t- meant no, and that's right. Where you go? We, no, both no, of no us. No, very respectful people. Never, never. Touched a woman inappropriately. I got. I hope not. <laughs> the, these these horrible allegations uh, going out against um, a guy who kind of built this place that we're podcasting in. Yeah, oddly enough, which is does, why I'm a little. How does that make you feel? I, you know, I. Uh, not that we had any control. Way to, over way it. to throw us under a bus, <laughs> man! Right off the bat, it's like, well, hey, how do you saying, respond to these I'm things? I'm just saying, I know this is I saw Collins, but with um with every good, with every superhero, there's also bad in the supervillain. Are you saying to me that um, for for light to exist, there must be dark? Isn't that the basis of every superhero? It's the basis of Star Wars, for God's sakes. We know that. Um, it is. It's one of those things that I... You don't have to comment on that. Maybe that's a little too heavy for the show. It, it, for us? Yeah, it's <laughs> real heavy. I mean, yeah. this is something that that uh, Johnson would go after, absolutely. I'm and, sure they will. Uh, I have no doubt. Um, there's Actually, do you know how many things have been taking, taken off the table for us to talk about this week? I'm going to be very vague. Oh, oh yeah. I'm there, being very vague a lot of about there. a lot of stuff. Yes. So, uh, are you holding back? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, I'm really? holding a lot back. So, wow. Are you friends uh, with Harvey Weinstein? No, no. Are no, you defending I'm, Harvey Weinstein? No. Not are you at pulling all. a Lindsay Lohan saying "back off, guys"? Nope. Never met the man. Um, you know, he. Is, You've never met Harvey? No. Even with all his interactions with Kevin, he was he was basically Kevin's boss for like 14 years. Yeah, I I've never met him, and uh, yeah, should we be saying that too? Oh my god, uh, I this is one of those really weird things that you know. Yes, um, Harvey Weinstein. I'm trying to get you to admit that he harassed you is what I'm trying to get at. No, you've you never met the ju- man. You should have just grabbed me and and you know, before the podcast said, hey. Go with me, and no, that's that's fine. That's no, I I've never met the man, so no, never met, been met the man a couple times. Did you? Yes, he did not try to harass me. Okay, he did not whip it out in front of me and pleasure himself in front of a potted plant. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> trying to find a diplomatic way. Oh of dear that. God! Uh, but yes, I was at a I was at a clerk screening that Kevin held. There, were okay, it was um, Weinstein Company executives for clerks too. There were Weinstein Company executives there. Was it out in California? No, it was in it was in New York actually. And All we right. invited, we handpicked thirty fans to come nice. watch the movie. And so I, it was my job to check all the fans in. I knew all of them. Right. I'd emailed all of them to tell them that they were in. I was okay. there to like check IDs, making make sure they were who they said they were. Make sure that the people invited were the only ones getting in. So I checked everyone in. Movie had started or was about to start, so the lights were dim. And so I walk in to grab a seat, 
It's only one seat available. And I sit down, and right behind me, I hear this this gruff, this very intimidating, hey. And I look back, and it was Harvey Weinstein. Apparently, he had draped his jacket over the back of my seat. Okay. And I had sat on it. And apparently he didn't like that. Do you think that's why we're not as popular as we should be? Why you did that, that and, and you fucked us over, man. Oh, that, thanks a lot. Because yeah. I sat on his jacket. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't think so. I think it was I'm pretty mistake. sure that's what it was. I got up promptly, bolted up. In fact, he he got his jacket. I assume it was like expensive. I'm pretty sure that's why Comic Book Man is not on. He didn't DVD. want Ming Chen Chinese sweat or, all over exactly. Or <laughs> the only way he wanted uh, your was, sweat on it is if you had sewn that jacket yourself. Yeah, that was one of my interactions with him. Okay, so, and uh, very intimidating man though. I, say. I have no doubt in my I, mind. He's, he seems intimidating. A man who I've always described as, um, don't piss him off because he could probably have you killed. Probably. That's, that's how, uh, that's how, that's, I, I liken him to like a Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. Okay. So, but a Weinstein. Yeah. The but Weinstein. a Weinstein. Yes. yes. But Not I think a Soprano, a Weinstein, probably which could is have probably you killed. even so, scarier. Very intimidating. Even, even he wasn't sexually harassing me, but even just sitting on his jacket, like I didn't want to cross him. No, of course not. You so. you probably thought the entire you're watching the movie going, when am I going to get it? Yeah, I mean, you you thought you were Maury from Goodfellas. You sure, thought, yeah, you were waiting for that. Oh, uh, the ice pick. Yeah, the I ice was, pick in the back of the I, neck. I, I like <laughs> in the theater seat. Like I sat all the way up near you, the. You were on the so edge he, of your seat, so he couldn't. So literally, so he couldn't reach me. <laughs> no, he probably would grab his jacket, which already had your stain on it. Yeah. Yanked, yanked it across your head and then just right in there, right. and they would have dumped you in the uh, the pine barrens. Yeah, exactly. Or he would have just had somebody throw you into a, a wood chipper. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I'm just saying he's very intimidating. So for all the women standing up, speaking out, you're the real superheroes. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, all I, that's all I got to say about that. You know, a lot of people are you know jumping on the bandwagon. I I don't feel like jumping on a bandwagon. All I right, mean, I it's, just uh, I leapt on there. Yeah, uh, did you? Yeah, you're well, you're, a, you're thought, a bandwagon I just jumper. We 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 have um, we're a little closer to the subject at hand than most people. I yeah. even though you've never met the man. No, we're sitting in the house that you know that Kevin built, but you know, right? But had had uh, had Weinstein not picked up clerks, yeah. we would be we would be like washing cars right now. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Or yeah, did, did we ever talk about what we'd be doing if if we never if like if, if we never met Kevin? Uh, no. Uh, I well, think what we, do you think you'd be doing? I don't know. I think I would have finished school. Uh, I was going to Brookdale. I ne- never for, finished. For what? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I was trying to figure Just it out. when classes. I eh, Taking classes okay. and trying to figure out what I was going to do. Right. I, I have no idea what I'd be doing right now. I have no idea the I'd, twists and turns of I'd my life. I'd be sitting in taken. a windowless office. Right Mostly now. you cubicle. Just, you'd be in a cubicle. I was in a cubicle. Yes. And you'd probably, well, you probably would have moved up. Still be there. I, You're a good ass kisser. You, you would have moved up the ladder. I, I kiss real good ass. And I kiss boy. ass real good. Yeah. But, you know, it would have been very mundane. Very mundane life. Much. <laughs> there are people who still accuse us of being mundane to this day. Yeah. Well, hopefully, if you're listening to this, maybe you're in a mundane job. We can take you under that mundaneness, give you a little fun for about an hour. Yeah, talking about comic books. We're going to talk pop, about some comics, talk about culture. pop culture stuff. And if you want to talk to us online, you can always tweet us. I'm at Ming Chen thirty seven, and I'm at Michael Zapsic. And yeah, tweet any questions you've got. We'll try to answer them in an appropriate fashion. Yes. Now we are fresh off the very the world the record breaking 
New York Comic Con. Oh, it broke a world record? They said over 200,000 passes sold. Wow, okay. Now, take into account that there were no four-day passes this year. They were individual day passes this year. Right. The center, the Javits Center, where New York Comic Con is taking place, is undergoing renovation. And as such, they didn't have enough room as they did in years past. So in order to get as many people in there as in an organized fashion, they eliminated the four-day pass. If you want to go all four days, you had to buy a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You had to buy – they were all individual. Right. So that definitely pumped up the numbers. So take uh, uh, a con math, I call it, Mike. Gotcha. Yeah. Con math. Um, I, I hear you. However, we were both there. You were there Thursday and Sunday. It was insane. I was there Thursday and I was there Sunday. Thursday was nuts. Yeah, traditionally the two lightest days. <clears throat> right. In a, Not light at all. And it, it felt like there were half a million people there at times. It was in. It was insane. Yeah. Were you were you able to navigate to everything that you wanted to get to? No, no, Did you get I stopped? was not. Um, it's like holy shit, is Mike Zapsic? A couple times, yeah. Give me a picture. I yeah. need a picture. Yeah, and we did. We we gave pictures. It was good. Um, but it was just it was it was nuts. It was you couldn't walk. Uh, I know that annoys the hell out of you too. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, Since I'm small, I kind of dart around people. Like you'll see me ducking. I can ma- I can maneuver a little faster than you can. But on Sunday, I brought my kids and one of their friends and my wife, and yeah. it was. How do you do that? <laughs> it it was tough, and it was a little bit. Ev- it was even more uh, stressful because okay. I was. Watching someone else's kid, right? And you know, you lose their kid, you owe them another kid. So I was like, "Oh, it's like, honey, yeah, how do you, how do you get him another kid? Yeah, honey, let's go. We have another kid. We gotta, we gotta gotta replace that one. The kid we lost at the Javits Center. Meanwhile, he's in the uh, he's in the steam tunnels, like being raised by wolves, right? And whatever, and the homeless and the chuds (laughs) down there. He's about to become. Were you worried about losing kids? Like, no. how old are these kids? Like, eight? No, well, he was, he like he's, uh, he's like nine. Oh, he's nine? Nine, Okay, yeah. okay, I'd worry about that. Then. So, yeah, you got to make sure that, you know, nothing goes awry. Yeah, you got to make sure. And I got an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old. Sure. 14-year-old, he was able to go off on his own. Oh, yeah, and- you were like, just uh, meet me under the, meet me at the Marvel booth. Yes. At five o'clock or whatever. Yeah, it was actually the Blue Juice booth. Blue Juice Comics booth. Oh, Blue Juice was the, that was the, our, the epicenter? That was our, yeah, it was. And it was the epicenter for a lot of people, because yeah. Walt Flanagan- in an unprecedented move was at New York Comic Con all four days. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Usually Walt is forced to go to New York Comic Con to do our panel. Right. And the moment they're like, okay, you can go now, bam, he's in that car, he's out. Never I don't think he's ever been there all four days. No. Even when even when we had a booth there, I think we split the we used to have a booth there, like where we sold Viewski merchandise back when New York Comic Con started in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Uh-huh. And we would work the booth, but we would switch off kind of shifts, switch off days. I didn't even think he was there all four days then. So, no, no, we uh, actually I'd never worked. You never worked the booth, the New York Con. Oh, so the, you were New York Comic Con. I was here. I I've done Philadelphia. Okay, I worked Philadelphia sure. and I worked uh, Chicago. Yeah, it was it was actually kind of fun. Uh, loading all the stuff in wasn't fun. Oh, it's never fun. But actually, being behind the counter and interacting with fans and selling them it is stuff fun. that they really wanted. That was actually kind of fun. I have done I've done load ins and load outs yeah. and both oh, that bears. Sucks, they both suck. Sucked. One time I I, I wrecked the van. Yeah, that I, yeah. That I brought up. But Sunday that's... Jeff worked a couple of. Uh, yeah, he did. So it was kind of an all hands on deck, but on separate days. So Walt never been up there for four days, and not only that, he stayed overnight. He took a cab. Yeah, I heard he navigated the cab. It was, it's crazy. 
That's crazy. Walt hates New York City pretty much more than anything. So for him to be yeah. up there for four days really shows his dedication to his new book, Knights of the Fifth Dimension, which we talked about on a previous episode of ISO Comics. Yes. And if you have not gotten it, if you're not able to get to New York Comic Con to get your signed copy, get it online. It's at bluejuicecomics.com. Go to bluejuicecomics.com. And Blue Juice is also sponsoring our new comics of the week. So stay tuned for that. Yes, and our podcast studio. So and the podcast they're, they're very uh, they're, they're very generous. Thank you, Blue Juice Comics. We love Blue Juice. Yeah. Now, Thursday night was our big day. We had, uh, we had a full day of press. Right. And then we did our big panel. We started out, you were supposed to be at an XM Series radio show with yes. me and Brian. And you didn't make it. What happened? Uh, it was the the traffic was insane. We left at six forty five. Yeah, and we were supposed to be there at eight forty five. So two hours. Normal on a good day, you get up to New York City in an hour. In an hour, yeah. And even with traffic, but there was a, a lot minute. of traffic. Actually, uh, Brian left at six a.m. Yes, and he didn't get into uh, New York until eight forty five. Yeah, we had just followed each other. I was maybe ten minutes behind him. So we made it. We're so like, you got it nine, almost? Almost nine. And we're like, where's Mike? I was stuck in the tunnel. And it was, it was I was like, Did you have out. the guy flip on XM radio so you can listen to us laughing at you? Uh, no. No. Oh, but uh, I, I heard. Well, you know what? I, I was like, just get us there. Come on. Let's go. And we, we didn't make funny. Actually, it, it turned out to be, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a bad thing that you didn't make it on time. So can you for, talk about this? Are you yeah, able to? Of course. To, okay, yeah. Right now I get in the elevator and I look up. And uh, there's a there's a gentleman in there going, hey man, nice beard. That beard's epic. We're like, thanks. And I look little. T- I do a second take, and it's Michael Madsen, the actor. You may right. know him as Mr. Blonde from Reservoir Dogs. He was in Natural Born Killers. He was Bill's brother in Kill Bill. And he was Bill's brother in Kill Bill. He's been in a lot of stuff, but I I love him mainly from Reservoir Dogs. Okay. He cut off a dude's hair, dude. Yeah. Almost set a guy on fire. And oddly he, enough, he's uh, Virginia Madsen's brother. Yeah. Hey Mike, you gonna bark all day, little doggy, or are you gonna bite? I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I hear you ever that. Used, you ever use that line in real I life? I haven't, but I hear it. It goes through my head often when Rob Bruce is in here. Uh. <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit, we're riding in an elevator with Michael Madsen. Like this morning, starting out really well. It's pretty cool. It makes some small talk with him, and then we part ways, only to find out uh, when, when it's our turn to jump into the radio booth with Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. Right. He was in there already. He was interviewed before us. And, and he stuck around. And he stuck around. Not only that, he was he was saying he was spitting so much gold that they just kept him in there. So we get in there and we're like, "Hey, hey guys, what's going on?" And, right. uh, and hold on. I've I've heard you're saying sp- he's spinning gold. He is. I um someone who was um in the booth with okay. you Said he was not spinning gold, but it oh, was like I disagree. A, it was a train wreck to watch. That's what he said. Do you like watching train wrecks? Oh, who does? Well, then it was like that. So we get in there and didn't you watch the Adams family just to watch Gomez yeah. crash those trains? And, and you bet. Jim and Sam are trying to talk like comic book men and comics with us, but uh-huh. it kind of steers toward. I think it's it started out as like, hey, you guys have kids? Like, do they like comics? And Michael Madsen's kind of like, I got six kids. Just found out I had a seventh. We're like, whoa! Did you just <laughs> did you just knock up like a young lady or something? We're we're in pins and needles. We're 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 well, waiting of course for the story. He's like, no man, I just found out I have a thirty year old daughter, and we're we're like, whoa! How did this happen? He's like, I I, I banged some chick at a car wash in L A. thirty eight years ago. Oh, of course found you out did. I have a daughter, and you know, of course, the first question is, 
are you sure it's yours? It's like, yeah, man, I did the DNA test, and she's uh, definitely mine. And, oh, my God. And once you find that out, oh how, yeah, how, how can do you, you top that? You can't. So and comic book men just suck. Silly, me and Brian got like two words out, but the, we got the most important info out. Comic book men returning October 22nd at midnight after The Walking Dead. Very nice. I'm, I'm Actually, it's 1 a.m. on uh, that Sunday. Yeah, here's your scoop. On uh, the 22nd, you're going to either want to stay up late or set your DVRs. Yeah, set your DVRs, folks. Because the Walking Dead episode is apparently either an hour and a half or two hours long. And, and then also, Talking Dead is two hours long. There's also a special episode of Talking Dead uh, broadcasting live from the Egyptian Theater in Los Angeles. Yes. They're doing a f- special fan screening of The Walking Dead and then a special fan audience, like a large audience version right. of The Talking Dead. And probably having a bunch of the... Uh, the cast members. The cast members there, yes. And then we come on at 106. So yes, 106. Set your, set, your, set your alarms, everybody. Yeah, or take, take a nap. Take a nap. Drink take some an, coffee. No, it's a good take episode. a nap. Coffee coffee's not, not conducive to good sleep episode. later on. So yeah, it is actually yeah, very so good. It'll be on 107 or 106. 106. 106 a.m., which is technically Monday, but well, counts in the Sunday ratings, though. Okay. Yeah. I had actually thought about going out to that screening, by the way. Oh, which did is you? At the, yeah, the Egyptian Theater is on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh-huh. In LA, real nice theater. Never been, but cool well, I think we passed by. A we we definitely there. passed by, and I thought about going out, except for the fact that we're going the next LA, week. The next week for Stanley's Los Angeles Comic Con, yes, which will feature Ming Chen, Mike Zapsik, and Brian Johnson. Woo! All right, Brian. I am Johnson. going to his house. I'm picking him up to take him to the airport. Nice. What time are you uh, flying out on? We're Thursday? flying out at 9 a.m. You and so, me and and Brian, all three of us on the same flight. Oh, are you on sure. that flight yeah. on Thursday? Yep. You're flying out early. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. All right. That's fantastic. Usually you come out a little later. Yep. All right. Great. So we'll, we'll get out. We'll have a little In-N-Out burger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's we usually have fun when the three of us travel together. Well. Stuff happened. Well, there's the Zapsic curse, which I think has been cleared now. Yeah, I think I cleared the curse. Yeah, usually every time we fly out with Mike, the the flight gets delayed. Sometimes canceled altogether. Uh, canceled, uh, rerouted, rerouted to other places. Rerouted to other places. It happens, but I think um, I think the curse has been lifted, my friend. Pretty sure. I expect a smooth and awesome flight. I'm pretty sure. And uh, the one time we we actually traveled with Rob Bruce, never again. By right. the way. Um, we were rerouted to Palm Springs, oh, yeah. and we had to take a bus. We, it yeah. was planes, trains, the, and automobiles. The first year we went out, there was a gunman that shot up the terminal that we were landing in So at LAX. Some crazed gunman who just decided to... He was looking for Rob Bruce. So. I guess. And then we we got rerouted uh, three hours away, and we had to take a bus all the way back to LA. But And then we had to take a cab <laughs> from... Where they dropped us off. They literally they dropped a- us off on like this as close as they could get us from the airport, which was two miles away. Luckily, I don't think. No, wait. They they grabbed our bags out from underneath, put them in the bus. Yes. So we had all our luggage, but they just dropped us off, and they're like, "All right, you're on your own." Yeah, which I thought was really weird. What else could they do? I don't know. They I, got I, us to L.A. That's very true. I think many other airlines would have just left us in Palm Springs. And we're like, "Well, get." You're but on your you own. you would you were going to rent a car, and I you're like, "Well, it. no." Well, you were. We were worried about getting to the con on time, and we made it with like. We had a couple hours. We were out. No, weren't we an hour late? We were late. We were definitely late. Yeah, we, we were. were. We weren't an hour late. We were like five hours late. Yeah, it was five. But we hours got late. to the count. We had a couple hours. Made some money. Got out of there, and a lot and, of people were happy to see us. So, like, hey, we didn't think you were going to make it today. Yeah, we made so it. So, if you're in LA, come and see us. If you've seen us already, come see us again. Yeah, <laughs> be great because we love LA. That's true. As Randy Newman once said, "I love LA." 
Uh, back to New York, though. We uh, so that was that that set off the whole tone. We did some press. Uh, we had a big panel at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Did you have a good time? Did. How about you? I thought it was a cool. I thought it was a cool venue. You know what? It's a great venue, and I think that um, the the big topics were um, Brian. Yeah. Oh, Brian, and, Brian has been yeah mental how, health. Mental health. How he's kind of picked himself out of uh, a depression, almost wanting to kill himself right before the podcast and the show. And how he's an inspiration to people, yeah. which I think is go, pretty cool. Go figure. I know. Brian Johnson inspiring people. I think it's cool. I think it's good that Brian's getting uh, props for that because, you know what, it's... It was, a, it, was, it was a good energy. It was heart, Yeah, and it was It was nice felt. to see the, the room filled that you yes. know, we still have fans and they, they continue to watch. So that was one of my highlights. I, I, got, I got many highlights, Okay, Mike. One of them being... We'll start off with uh, the the next. I went all four days, and mm-hmm. a lot of great things happened. Saw a lot of great friends, met a lot of cool people. Um, one one of my one of the things I did. I I'm still a fanboy, Mike. You are, of course. So at our uh, we had our panel after our panel was a panel for a TV show called Stand versus Stand Against Evil, right? And one of the stars is a actor by the name of John C. McGinley, who, if you don't know, was in Scrubs. And he's in one of my favorite movies, Point Break. And he's but, also in Wall Street, and he was also Wall in Street. Platoon. He's in Platoon. Great actor. But I was uh, I love him most from Point Break. He played right. the hard-ass FBI agent. He was Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves' boss. And since he had the panel after us, I've been working on this Point Break poster, Mike, that I've been trying to get everybody, everybody to sign. Everybody to sign, right. Sadly, I won't get Patrick Swayze, but everybody else I've been trying to get. So I was at a con a couple month, a month ago, the Las Cruces Comic Con, met Gary Busey, and he signed the poster for me. Thought if I camped out long enough, I could get John C. McGinley to sign it for me as well. So I thought uh, I I tracked him down in a green room, asked very politely if he would sign it for me, and and he did. And I was like, great, another one knocked off. And I rolled the poster, put it in the tube, and threw it back in the car that we okay. were driving around in. I thought I got him, mission mission accomplished, job well done. Mike, do you know who else was at the con? No, who was out? Who else was at the con? Uh, the other star of Point Break, Keanu Reeves. Mike. Oh, was he? Did yes. you meet him? Well, I n- sort of knew he was at the con. He was doing a one-hour panel for a movie that he produced, but never in a million years did I ever think I would cross paths with him. So, as such, I did not have the poster on me when I exited the con on Friday, Mike, and he was standing there, wow, by himself, <laughs> waiting for his car in a secure area. There's no one around him. I, 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 I was going up a flight of stairs, and you know, like you can't really see everything till you get to the top. And there he was. I was like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" He was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And I kept going, and I was like, "Fuck, I wish I had that poster on me." Oh, I carried it around all day, Mike. Yeah, I except know. Except for the time, oh, well, except for the time I went by him. Reeves. I'm never gonna bump into him again. I'm probably never gonna get that autograph. He doesn't do cons or anything. Yeah, it's true. It's my one big regret. Oh, bummer. Convention. But I got to meet him. You did. And apparently sure he was very nice, took photos of all the staff. Like, he totally would have signed that poster. From what me. I understand, Keanu Reeves is one of the nicest yeah. people you will ever meet. Yeah. Um, you read, he's such, it's inspirational. I mean. Is it? Uh, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, how nice he is? Yeah. He, do you, he lives in New York City. Okay. And he takes the subway to work every day. Oh, cool. So he's just a, he's, so he's just a regular he's guy. He's just like us. Yeah. But not. But no, but he's Keanu. Oh, didn't, nothing like us. Keanu yeah. Reeves. He's Keanu Reeves. For yeah, God's that sake. was pretty cool. Uh, Saturday night, I went to the Walking Dead panel, Mike. Yes. And that was, that was amazing. 
Now, I, I've heard many times that the fate of comic book men rests on the shoulders of The Walking Dead. And I've heard many times that, hey, you guys are doing well. You guys do great coming on after them. And we think that as long as they're around, you guys will be around. Right. And that's very, that's great. Although, as the seasons progress, all we hear is, oh, Walking Dead's lost it. The viewership is down. That's uh, it. It's over. It's on the decline. There's, uh, there's, there's, uh, you know, it's on the downfall. It'll be over in two years, I heard somebody uh, say. I was like, all right, well, that sucks because I like the show. Also show. sucks that when yes. they get canceled, we're probably not going to be around anymore either. If if we're lucky enough to follow them for every season that they're around. Okay. Mike, I was at this panel. It was packed. I think there were five to 8,000 people there. The uh, the pure energy there, Mike. Oh, yeah. I've been amazing. to one of those. I was there last year. It was yeah. last year. Yes. For anybody saying that the, you know, the Walking Dead is on the decline, that nobody cares anymore, I'm going to humbly disagree with you based on what I saw at that panel. I It was packed. I believe they had a turn a ton of people away as a matter of fact and uh, just the, just the just the you know how the, the motto for walking dead this is all out war yep. this panel was all out fun mike all out fun all very out nice fun. is that what the theme was all out it, fun well in my head it was okay. so it was it was fun it was uh it was fun I, I got to see some of the cast before the panel and some of them like us mike some watch the show mike really some yes. of them do and some of us just think we're cool cuz we've seen them so many times at cons so all right. Yeah. So we're, anyone one's... say hi to me? <laughs> no, no, don't. I don't. No, none Norman Reedus may have said, "Hey, man, say, say, uh, say hi to Mike. Say hi to Mike for me. Say hi to Mike. I say my Mike. Tell him, I, to, tell him I've got uh, say, Rice Krispie treats for him. Say hi to Mike. Say hi to Mike Zipchick for me. Zipchick, so, yes. Yeah, that's me. So based on the two days you were there, Mike, how do you think the was it well run? Were you able to check in quickly? It was. It was. I know it was crowded. It was There's a, not much you can do about crowds. It was crowded and uh, checked in quickly. Yeah, moved through the line. I yeah, it's Repo, weird. Repo runs a great show, though. Man. I know. Let's let's just. Here's what's weird. I was carrying. Uh, I I carry the uh, kid that you brought. No. Oh, okay. I've in my backpack. I've got a knife. Just you know, I'm in retail. You never know when you're going to need sure. a knife. You open boxes. Open boxes. Open parcels. Open, open action figures. Um, and I you forgot had it. With had you? it. Yeah. Okay. I put it in my bag, and and they're like going through, and they're like, "What's this?" I'm like, it's a knife. I said, I, I'm in retail. I how how long me. is it, just for the record? Uh, the knife, not you. Uh, it's about three and a half. It, it okay, it's not a, like a six-inch knife. No, it's it's not a, it, it's a fold-away knife. Okay. And they're like, you got to get rid of it. I'm, I said, here. And he's like, I don't want it. And the guy was like, get rid of it. And I had to go back in the line and throw it out. You threw it out? I, what else was I going to do? Give it to some... Hey, here you I go. I would have stashed it somewhere so I could get it back after. Like, um, you don't buy cheap knives. I don't. This was... It, like it a was Gerber a, or a, like a yeah, Kershaw or something like it was, that? It was a $45 knife. Oh, man. And, yeah. You just chucked it? If I was going to stash it yeah, someplace... Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, somebody, somebody found would, it and fingerprinted it. Yeah. Now, Mike Zapsik plans assault. Yeah, or... One man stabbing spree at... Or had done... Gone on a stabbing spree himself. Right. So, uh, Yo, no, you're right. Okay, somebody I, may have found some exactly. kid may have found it or something. I did the the responsible thing and I threw it oh, away. Man, my I wish you had told like, me. I would have dug in the garbage for it after I like, come out. That's <laughs> a cool knife, man. It's a great knife. Yeah, you'll, just, you'll get it back. It was a great knife. You'll get I'll, it back. I'll find another Amazon one. Prime. You'll get it back. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So well, I'm glad you weren't a crazy madman because there was a crazy madman in New York City. I don't know if you heard the story, Mike. Did you read the story of uh, headline, Mike? 
Man jumps out of Midtown Comics window. Yes. Did you read the story? I no, I didn't read the story, okay. but I heard it. Uh, get him had emailed Walt on his day off. Yeah. He's like, hey, he's like, maybe there were menacing comic book clerks, and the guy was uh, shoplifting, and he felt threatened, so he jumped out a window. And Walt, he just made his own story. Up. And Walt's like, oh, this is so perfect. I know, yeah. And he's like, I have never met a comic book clerk that's menacing. Right. And he's like, you know what that's I a mean? Good point. I've never met one either. Yeah, arrogant maybe, assholeish yeah. maybe, but never menacing. No, menacing. I mean, that's. I'm like, get him now. You're, yeah, the you're story I read was a dude stole a comic book and jumped out the window. That was the clickbait headline. Yeah. And it's pretty unclear whether or not he stole a comic. I don't think he did. Okay. Apparently the dude was high on like PCP or something. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, he was high on something, yeah. Uh. He had been in a couple businesses prior to the comic book store. He got kicked out and went up to Midtown Comics. Where we've been. That's the one we yeah. go to on 44th Street. It's a two-story store. And he just went nuts. Actually, yeah, it's two stories and it's up. Yeah. So they've got three levels. They're on the second and third floors. Yeah, it's not a short descent. It's maybe what? It's a story, which is what, 10, 15 feet, maybe more. Apparently, he just went nuts. He rammed the window twice and it gave way on the second time. Wow. Crashed to the ground. Apparently, he was minor injuries. He he was able to get up on his own power, but the cops tracked him down. That's nuts. That's... What you figure a twenty foot drop? Yeah, say twenty feet. That's I mean, yeah. you could snap your neck sure. at twenty feet. You could break a leg. Sure, at 20 you, sh- you feet. should have broken something, but he, he didn't. I know. I I, I think he was I so s- high that you know he hit the ground limp. And yeah, that's and, when he, you don't, and yeah. he bounced. Bounced. Yeah, he's he's like a tigger. Yeah, the the story. Uh, today, a man jumped from the second story of the Times Square Midtown Comics, crashed into the ground and leaving broken glass behind him. He was taken to Bellevue with amazingly minor injuries. I saw a picture of him. He had, like, cuts on his face. Yeah, that was it. Like, they said he had glass in his face, and that was it. That's nuts. He was probably like, this feels good. Yeah, I feel I good. Liked it. I like this. Yeah, I, I like I feel pain. good, Silent pain. Bob. I like pain. Yeah. Nuts. Um, yeah, that's... It's crazy, right? Yeah. We don't need crazies in here, like, that crazy, where they look like they might break something. Yeah, we've had How them. do you get them out of here? Um, Have you had to uh, physically escort anyone out? Or no. call the authorities. We've had to um, we've had to threaten calling the authorities okay, and they a couple leave. times. Okay. Yeah, and then they they take here right back. Typically, that that scares people. Enough. Yeah, and it's, like, it's oh a, shit, I'm out of here. They'll be here in a minute and a half. Right. So we got good response time. Oh, the the five zero. Yeah, they're not that far away. Yeah, and, they and there like, have been there have been people who have stayed after I've threatened to call the cops. Sure. And it's just like I'm letting get him handle this one. Oh, really? <laughs> no. No, it's simply it's pretty calm in here. Yeah, we're not an uh, an insane comic book store. So. Yeah, I think the only time uh, any the last person causing trouble in here is Rob Bruce. Actually, yeah, he's so. the one who wouldn't leave. Right. Oh, okay. To okay. Call the cops. So all right, fair enough. Uh, before we get to new comics, Mike, I have a comic book story here. Our writer Scott Snyder reveals his next Batman project after Dark Knight's Metal. It's been good, right? It's been great. Yeah. Uh, Scott Snyder artist Sean Gordon Murphy are planning to reunite on a new series called Batman Last Night. Oof. In which Scott Snyder is quoted, uh, this may be my last Batman story for a long time. That's, that, there's the but pitch. We thought, we thought he was going to, we thought he ended with the Batman run. True. Then he but came he back had with this. this so. But he had this plan for a very yeah. long time. And yeah. he, he's planted clues throughout um, the entire Yeah, Mike, run. what? What do you think of this? Last night will take place in a dystopian future version of Gotham City, one where a strangely youthful Batman awakens after a long sleep to find a city in ruins and a talking Joker head attached to his belt. 
Okay. Steiner compares this book to the classic manga series Lone Wolf and Cub. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I'm in. Is, well, I'm all, in. It, all he had to do was say, uh, this might be my last Batman story for a very long time. Sure. And people be like flocking to it. Right. And it's also, all you have to say is Scott Snyder doing Batman. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Dark Knight's Metal yes. and new comics. Before this. Oh, though, what do you got? Before we do, what do you got? Any of this. Okay. Um, I have already stated that. We will have the best comic book reference library of any I've podcast seen it. studio. I love it. Good. I flipped through it. Good. You, you have stuff in there which I didn't think you were even into. Yes. I think, um, didn't you have all of, I mean, not that you're not into this, but didn't you, did you buy the hard copy collection of Frank Miller's Dark Knights, Dark Knight 3, The Master Race? Yes. Actually, I like there? Dark Knights. And okay. We have talked Dark about Knight, that. Yes, we this. have. Uh, it was Dark Knight 2 that I was not really happy okay, well, three with. Okay, but yeah, th- 3 was good. 3 was good. And it was written mostly by Brian uh, Azzarello. Yeah, Sandor. So, so here's, here's my th- pitch to you. Okay. And this is something that I'm, I'm hoping people can get behind. Okay, sure. It's, it's, uh, we're going to do a little retro. Okay. Retro comics action. I like it. You're going to be doing, you're going to be reading. Okay, and we're we- going to be discussing. Okay, so each week you pick something up. Each week I will and pick. And go into the library. You'll go in the library and you will read something funky. Okay, and, done. Uh, okay, so for next week, okay. this is, we'll talk about this okay, next great. week, Ming. Okay, You're going to read New Teen Titans 1 through 10. Got it, which you have, uh, I saw you have the omnibus. We've got the omnibuses, yes. yes. So yes. you will. Oh, you know what I was impressed? You have all six Starman omnibuses in there. I do. Six or eight or seven? No, it's six. Yeah. Of the hardcovers, yes. I was like, "Holy shit!" I love Starman. I love Starman too. I've never read all. I've never read the complete run though, which is awesome. Now you have it. All right, damn it. That's for next week, right? Uh, Actually, that's for. Pardon me. That's for two weeks from now. Okay. So you'll you'll start on Starman one through ten. One through ten, New Teen Titans. Okay. And we'll talk about it. You know, I love the I love the first issue because uh, they um, Starfire is like, do I have to wear? Clothes around here. That's actually issue three. That's but issue yes, three. Okay, um, Mike had it memorized. Like he has a panel memorized. <laughs> no, issue one. I remember she's running didn't, from. Don't they? Uh, the Gordanians. Yeah. Don't they have the the the, the sparkling new Titans Tower and they have a pool out there? No, it was actually was at uh, Steve Dayton's house. Who okay. was? Uh, oh right, right, right. Changeling's okay. stepfather. Yes, so, and yeah. they're chilling out by the pool, and she's like, "Do you have to wear this thing?" Yeah. Why do I have to wear these scraps of cloth? Yeah, and, a, there's a bikini. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, yeah. there's a oh, reason why. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. This, this comic's awesome. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, one through ten. Yeah, that, they, it, was a, it was what, the 70s, right? It was a swing in 70s? No, it was the 1980. It was a Reagan era swing in 80s. It right? was right before everything. I love it. So, let's talk about Dark Knight's yeah. metal uh, number before three. Before we get to this, uh, this uh, uh, new comics. New comics week. brought to you by William Painter sunglasses. William Painter sunglasses. Best sunglasses ever. Why, Mike? They're made from aerospace grade titanium, so they're very light. Very tough to break, folks. They the, almost dare you to break them. Yes, guaranteed for life. The lenses, shatterproof, scratch proof, and they just look they, in handy. And they just look amazing, Mike. They're they rear look weighted. Fantastic. They're rear weighted. They don't slip off your nose. We, we're both proud owners. We wear them every day. Yes, and mine come with uh, bottle openers right yes. on right like, on the um, what do they call that the the, the ear guard uh, the ear hasp the, um, the ear uh, the stems stems. stems all right stems yeah so they're so best sunglasses ever go to williampainter.com, use code I sell comics you get twenty dollars off 
How cool is that? We've folks? had many fans buy them using the code ISOCOMICS. Yep. They sent us photos of them wearing them. That's and they, they look damn great. cool. If you continue to do that, we would we would love to see you in them. Yeah. So tweet it at yeah. us or Instagram us. Yeah. It'd be great. Maybe we'll send you a prize. Maybe we will. We have many prizes around here. You know what? We should I'm gonna start a sponsors. box of prizes. So yeah. yeah. But they support this podcast. They support these new comics. They support I sell comics. Yes. They support Ming and Mike. So that's again WilliamPainter.com. Use code ISOCOMICS. ISOCOMICS. Get $20 off. All right, Batman, Dark Knight's Metal, Mike. Yes. Crazy. Uh, no, issue, this is issue number three. Written by Scott Sledgehammer Snyder, drawn by Greg Chaos Bringer Capullo. They have little like nicknames. That's nice. This time. That's nice that they do that. Yeah, but Mike. This the, was insane. The battle with Barbados rages on. Barbados. Yeah, it sounds Barbados. Like, Barbados. 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 Rages on. This one centers around Clark Kent, Superman. A nightmarish scenario, Mike, where he's trying to save everybody. Now, Barr is building these human towers, I guess you could say it. Yes. He's conducting like dark energy. And he's turning uh, some of the people of Gotham, Metropolis, Central City, yes. Coast City into... Um, Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. He's turning them into different... Uh, versions of the dark multiverses Batman. Yes. Like there's a doomsday um, Batman. Right. There's a Green Lantern-esque Batman who has perverted the power. Right. There's the dark Alfred. Yes, there's uh, a cyborg. Infectation uh, taking over Detroit. Alfred bots. Yes. There's the the Red Death is taking over. Yes, Red Death is super speed. So they're all over the place, and it's nuts. Yeah, real quick, these towers of, like, zombified people conduct, uh, draining, getting drained of energy. Yes. Did that remind you of anything? Uh, Dark Tower is drained. Yeah, the Dark Tower. Yes, or The Matrix. Yeah, also very true. Yeah, I like, uh, it was a cool, it was a cool theme. Well, Barbados, actually, it's got uh, a couple of things. Yes. Uh, And they even bring in, which boggles my mind that crisis on infinite earths did happen in the rebirth yeah, universe cool because they reference the anti-monitor yes and batman's been batman's been hiding some secrets many secrets from the justice league which is probably part of his downfall and he's batman's one of the smartest people in the dc universe right uh, lex luthor batman mr terrific these are all unparalleled geniuses. Right. So um, when you're dealing, he's got a code. It turns out that Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, the Trinity, have a code. They have a safe word. Yes, like an SOS. Yeah. So, um, but there are like 13 different levels that Batman did with, with this one dream that he places in Superman's head. Right. And he's wondering why Superman didn't figure it out. Well, I, I love it. He's like, why didn't you figure it out? I'm like, dude... Yeah, Were you the Riddler? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not. He did not make it obvious. No, and you, the obvious one that you did make, um, you should have had like an even more obvious one. Right, and I screwed it up too. So like now, yeah. now uh, by the end of the issue, Superman's kind of he's he's kind of fucked. He's screwed. He's fucked. Yeah, yeah. but here's the really cool thing in uh, Dark Knight's Metal Three. In all the one shots we've been seeing. Um, They've all been plucked from a very precarious situation yeah. by an unk and a golden, um, yeah, golden unk, gloved the, the, hand. The Egyptian symbol, yeah. The unk, yes. And uh, you're like, 
holy crap, Dr. Fate's Yeah, is that great? It's amazing. We have the <laughs> Justice Society. Justice Society has been uh, very, very uh, vacant from the Rebirth universe, except in uh, the Button and the DC Universe Rebirth proper that yep. Jeff Johns wrote. And now we're, we're going to see uh, what we're going to see. Yeah, Dr. Fate's been around. That's damn awesome. It's cool. With all the chaos going on, there, there has been built a interdimensional refuge, I guess you could call it. And they have it set up like a bar, which I thought, uh, bar. Well, bar. it's actually the bar from Shadow Pact. Ah, okay. Uh, where the Shadow Good Pact. Callback. And to be honest with you, I think that um, if I'm not mistaken, which I might be, but I'm, I think Dr. Fate was in the Rebirth universe. Okay. Or at least the New 52. He wasn't in the Rebirth, but he was in New 52. Right. Again, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm going to check something out. You keep vamping. Yeah, so it's mentioned in the book that the only thing that stopped these threats is the nth metal. Nth metal, which is in short supply in the DC Rebirth uh, universe. Yeah, but they figure out from uh, was a plastic man's nth metal egg that it's typing out coordinates of where you can locate more nth metal. Yeah. And they're in some weird locations. Um, the dark multiverse being the big one. Uh, there's some underneath Atlantis. There, it's There's some in deep space, so they all kind of split up to... To see if they can get what's left of the nth metal, right? And so that'll that'll that that'll uh, that'll be visited in future future issues, or it's well it's visited in this one where you see them going after and running and running afoul of, of whatever of a lot of, a lot of yes. Uh, he doesn't want and is. Aquaman doesn't want to go to Atlantis. No, because he doesn't want Atlantis destroyed. Right. Wonder Woman's taking a. Um, a group to the center of the multiverse, yes. which is the Rock of Eternity. Right. So, uh, yeah, Dr. Fate was in the New 52, but it wasn't the Dr. Fate that we know. Right. So, um, but he was never part of the Justice Society, which which kills me, because he should have been. Yeah. And so all that stuff we just described is in one issue, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. And it's done in a pretty coherent manner. So, Scott, we love you. Did, I didn't get a chance to go down and say hi to those guys. Artist Alley was in a different section of the building. I never even made it over there. I don't know if you did, but had I been over there, would have shaken both. No, of them I didn't get to, to see a lot of people I wanted to at uh, New York Comic Con. Did you see anything? Did you buy anything? Bought some stuff, but um, anything good? Uh, some fun stuff. Right. Some stuff I was looking for. Bought some to. stuff for the office. Yeah, got, uh, some. I got some strawberry smiggle box. Strawberry smiggles nice. from yeah. Rick and Morty. I bought a jar of pickle ricks. I got uh, you. You bought that. That was one hundred and twenty dollars. It was no. It was from the Funko booth. They had a T-shirt in it. Was there another? What are you talking? There about? There was an actual jar. A of jar of pickles? pickles. Yeah, called bad pickles. And they're charging one hundred twenty dollars. One hundred twenty bucks. Yeah. Was it like plastic pickles? Were they toys? I don't was know real... what was in there. Okay. It was like way on a top shelf, and I asked the guy, and I noticed that uh, a lot of the guys at the booths were just standing up on uh, ladders. Uh, like, why? Because they had a better, like a bird's eye view oh, of everybody okay. was stealing from them. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so that yeah, was funny. There, I saw so much other stuff I wanted to buy. There were these Street Fighter skate decks that I wanted to buy, and I got there too late. Mm. I thought those were – they're narrow, so they don't take And you hit the Funko booth. On the wall. I did. I got – So did I. I got um, – I didn't get everything, but I got I got some cool stuff. I got Crabopulous Michael. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so, the, yeah. The, the Funko Pop. The one I wanted was just the James Gunn one. I thought it looked cool. He was gone in a heartbeat. Yeah, limited to 500. So. Yeah. 
And I picked up uh, Faith and Buffy two pack. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right on, man. It was a madhouse at that Funko booth. A madhouse. Yeah. But so. crazy. But probably the most popular booth at the convention. I would hope so. Oh, a real quick plug, though. The booth next to is a company called Culturefly. They do the, the subscription blind boxes. Right. Coming very soon, Mike, is a Jane Sound Bob box. No kidding. And by the sounds of it, it's going to be pretty cool. Okay. Like Golgothan bottle openers. Like, not shit. This is... Not when stuff it, from our basement. This right. is all yeah, this brand is, new stuff. Yeah, this is not. This is, <laughs> this not, is not a, a this is Wall not Flanagan a, glory hole. This is not a glory hole or a booty time. Okay. This is like real stuff that they're manufacturing that just for this want. box. Yeah, I heard there was an aerosol can of Wiffy Fresh from Dogma. Oh, funny. Like cool shit like that. Uh, there'll be special hats that you can only get out of that box. So I thought I'd give them a plug. Go to culturefly.com. Okay. They also do a, a box I subscribe to, the Pusheen box. Okay. I have Yes, I get the Pusheen box. All right. Good deal. I love Pusheen. All right. I love. <laughs> I like that silly little cat who just wants to eat donuts and pizza, much like myself. So, um, Flash number thirty-two. Welcome to Iron Heights. Got it, Barry Allen. Yes, Barry Allen is transferred with his partner to Iron Heights, uh, where they run not run a file, but they meet the hardest warden there. Yep, who kind of runs things with his own by his own rules. Uh, one of them being he lets them fight each other. You know, if there's a if there's an altercation in the break room, he lets it play out until it you know maybe it reaches a level where they uh, you know lets them fight out for a little bit. Then he sends in his guards after them. What I thought was interesting, instead of jumpsuits, he lets them all wear their costumes. Um, this is the same. It's Warden Wolf. Warden Wolf, yes, yes. He's been uh, in Flash comics for. Yes. Close to a decade. Okay. He was part of um, Wally West's world. Ah, okay, okay. Um, and there was a, an Iron Heights one-shot. It was a prestige format by Ethan, Ethan Van Skyver and Jeff Johns. They mentioned why he's such a hard-ass. Did a villain yeah, kill his, his name kid? Gregory Wolf. Um, he's got um, metahuman powers. He hates metahumans, oh, but he but has metahuman ah, powers. Okay. He's a self-loathing he can, metahuman. Yes, he can... Um, cause muscle constrictions he's like telekinetic in oh, okay. like somebody's body can, so you just disable your yeah. mus- mus- muscular which he's done before wow okay he did to he um pick it up it's also reprinted in the the jeff johns omnibuy so yeah i i he his philosophy though is uh these guys are beyond redemption yeah, so and, you're gonna you're gonna mark off time until you die, right? I, and you go ahead wear your costume because I want you to wallow in who you are. Yeah, not only that, but uh, I want you to redemption. realize. Yeah, I want you to realize that the costume's what got you, here, right? And you're gonna have to deal with that. But he's also dealing with the rogues, right? And when you deal with the rogues, they they turn any prison into like a, a revolving door. Yeah, so oh. uh, you know they make mention that Iron Heights might even be worse than Arkham. Yeah, Arkham, uh, and the what? What's the one thing that happens at Arkham Asylum? Either you either escape, or you get released, and then you just wind up back there. Yeah, yeah. So, so this Warren's like, "Well, screw that. You're in here. You're in here. You're in here forever." Yep. Yeah. And uh, Barry's late, so he gets a strike on that. Yeah, but I see that Barry is also like, "Hey, maybe you're right." He's starting to believe in this philosophy. Yeah. Which um, redemption? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't like this dark negative speed force, Barry Mike. I don't like I it. But uh, the other subplot is, uh, which we learned in the issue before, that when he works with Wally, they're able to merge or they're able to merge their forces where 
uh, he's able to control it. Yeah, Wally. Wally's Only connection to the speed force yeah, they're, they're, helps uh, Barry to you know smooth out his own. So it's actually yeah, it makes cool. it less destructive. It actually calms Barry down when they work right. together. And at the end of this, we're we're introduced to someone who we thought oh, was yeah. lost forever. Yeah, no, she, she's back. I'll, Ooh, I'll tease you that. Okay, I'll, te- I'll tease. There's your tease. I'll tease that for you. Flash, one of my favorite books out right now. Flash is awesome. And uh, thirty-two, uh, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Christian Duce. Yes. What else you got there? I've got um, Kingsman. Yeah, um, you, uh, you saw the movie. What'd you think? I think you mentioned it. I liked the movie. You liked it. Okay. I thought it was fun. Right. It's uh, the Kingsman's always fun. Yeah. I think that there were some um, lapses sure. in you know plot, maybe some plot holes. Yeah, here some there, some but... plot holes. But I think that um, Julianne Moore made a great psychopath. Yeah, she's amazing as a psychopath. So um, it looks fantastic for like oh 55. for sure yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, Kingsman: The Red Diamond. It you know follows the Eggsy. adventures of Eggsy, um, and it's actually it's. I'm not gonna. Where does this take place on the timeline? Is this kind of like before? Yes, it's the current before movie. Okay, the current movie. So we're we're finding out. Some Do they stuff. say how much time? Pa- I haven't seen it yet. Do they say how much time passed between between the two movies? Uh, I think it's like two or three years. Oh, okay. They so finally, there's a lot of stuff going on. There. Well, they rebuilt the Kingsman because. Um, as you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Samuel L. Jackson's yeah. character pretty much destroyed the Kings. Yeah. Him and um, Alfie. Yep, Alfie. Michael Kane. Right. He's killing all the uh, the people who you know pissed him off. Right. So, and they rebuilt, and now they're going to have to rebuild again. Not to spoil the movie or anything. Well, no, you saw the trailer. You saw the trailer. Big yeah. missile blows up their headquarters boom and yes. the and the clothing shop yes someone took them all out so they will be rebuilding it's pretty cool all right right on i uh i read uh, a comic put out by antarctic press this week mike this is the tremendous trump where uh <laughs> uh if okay. um if you're pro-trump you might want to read this if you'll la- you'll get a chuckle if you're anti-trump you'll probably get even more of a chuckle okay it's uh you know parody i, I i'm not much i don't listen i'm not really a political guy i voted I voted, but you know I don't get into political discussion. It just seems to piss everybody off. It so. does. It's and there are no why. right or wrong answers. Uh, well, in, <laughs> in most cases, everybody thinks that they're right. But so. uh, basically, uh, Trump is ordered to go on a diet by his daughter Ivanka. Uh, cheats on the diet by eating radioactive Cheetos, and turns into uh, what I can only describe as an orange Hulk. Okay, the tremendous Trump. The tremendous Trump. Yes, is he man or is he mendacious? I don't know. Is he all facts as you like it, Mike? The greatest Snollygoster of all time. Snollygoster. Yeah, so, you know, Good with deal. his newfound power, he decides to go out. Who's our big enemy right now? Uh, Kim Jong-il. Kim Jong-il. Kim Il-sung. And so he goes to uh, to battle him. I thought it was Kim Jong-il. He's dead. That was his father. Okay. Whatever. And what do you do? Uh, you know, no spoilers, but, you know, he frees North Korea, I guess. And who do you go to after that? Uh, the Russians. Oh, God. Super Putin. Right. Mike. And... um we see what happens after that, but this this uh, this comic is worth it because uh, for the, this quote alone, uh, North Korea rule, freaking rules, bitches. That's quoted in the <laughs> okay. in the in the book here. But uh, oh, but uh, you know, how does everything get resolved at the end, Mike? It was all a dream. How does how does all how do all conflicts in comic books, every, almost every comic book from the late seventies and the early eighties, how did all those conflicts get resolved, Mike? Hostess fruit pies. Nice. All right. We get a lot of callbacks from, uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, um, 
Good, good book. Good cool. book. I My last book. What you got? Is Batman Detective Nine Sixty Six. It's a lonely place of living. We find out what happened to Tim after he was taken off the board by Mister Oz. Last issue, um, which I don't think I, I plugged, but um, Tim was let out of his interdimensional prison yeah. by none other than Mister um, Oz himself. Who, if you don't know who it is, I'm not going to spoil it for okay. you. And uh, Tim, he, he just asked him, why, why do you want to be Robin? Right. And he goes through his origin again. And you find out that Tim's rebirth origin is different than his new 52 origin. Oh, so okay. Tim, it's closer to the original. Right. He found out that um, Batman and Robin were Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Tried to convince Dick to, to go back to being Robin because Batman needs a Robin yes. and ended up becoming Robin himself. And he found out that he never wanted to be Batman. But in the Jeff Johns storyline and um, James Tyne in the fourth revisits that, um, turns out that another one of the escapees or who was let out of his prison was a Batman. So he went to go see uh, him. Okay. Turns out it's Tim Drake's from the future. Yes. From, uh, oh, that's- Titans of Tomorrow, where cool, he he dons that's a cool the twist. Yeah, he becomes Batman of the future, and um, he redeems the gun that was used to kill um, Martha and Thomas yeah. Wayne. Nice, and and he goes around killing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this one, we're back to that origin. That's that's what happened, and you get to see you know a flash forward, and he also mentions Connor Connor Kent. In yes. This. There's a Superboy in the Rebirth universe. It's Jonathan Kent, and it's he's not the same Superboy yeah. as Connor. So we're gonna see what happens. Lo- I love it. He, he's teasing more Connor Kent. I love so it. Nine sixty six. Nine sixty six. Gotta pick it up, everybody. Yeah, you do. I love it. All right, I got a couple of news stories here before right. we go. Uh, Thor Ragnarok premiered a couple of nights ago. Big Hollywood premiere. I've heard. How do we get invited to these things, man? By the way, you're you're asking me. You don't sit on Harvey Weinstein's jacket for one. Okay, I guess that screwed me. But yeah, that, screwed all of us. It's not a Weinstein movie. It's a it's a Disney Marvel movie. <sighs> yes. What did you hear? Uh, heard it, great things about okay, it. Okay, good. I mean, I, I expect nothing less. Uh, apparently, Mark Ruffalo was there. Obviously, right. He was live. He was doing Facebook Live. Okay. And he forgot to turn it off, Mike. So he put, oh, he put, the, phone no. his, put the phone in his pocket. And, and people uh, could hear it. And they're like, wait a minute. That sounds like yeah, they that could, sounds like Thor. They could hear it. He lives, he did that. It was in his pocket for like twenty minutes. Wow. So they could hear they could hear people laughing and shit. Okay. Couldn't see anything. All right. So I don't you know, it's not Oh, they could see inside of Mark Ruffalo's pocket. Yeah, but he had like <laughs> his magnum condoms there, for there was, his there were there were three thousand people watching his dark pocket, but hearing wow. the audio from Thor, which was cool. Also, it was mentioned uh, yesterday that Thor Ragnarok is kind of begins a three movie arc for the Hulk. Okay, cool. Where we're going to see him develop uh, over this movie and then two more afterwards. Well, I got to say that the licensing deal that Marvel put together is insane when it comes to the Hulk. Yeah, it's he can't it, do his own standalone. No, exactly. Movie. Universal owns any standalone right. properties of the Hulk, which is why he's in all these like team up movies yeah. that they can do. And which why Mark Ruffalo says himself that a stand, another standalone Hulk movie will probably never happen. Yeah. Makes sense. And every time they've tried mixed results, 
Yeah, you know what? I like the Ed Norton one, but I yeah, I thought I liked the Ed Norton one too. I, I kind of, I mean, there were some points where they lost me. Yeah, but yeah, it dragged. It's but, but the Hulk is a it's a for, tough. It's for the a most tough part, sell. it was cool. I really liked uh, I I liked uh, Ed Norton hiding in that weird that not weird but uh, whatever that South American city he was in. That was I pretty cool. That right? was cool. Um, that was the same one where he's in the field at the college, right? And uh, and yes. Thunderbolt has those Sonic. Yeah, tanks or whatever. I thought that was cool too. And it was starting to rip apart his skin. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, well, I didn't like. I cringe, but uh, like he couldn't get down with um. Bat- yeah. Bat- okay. Yeah. Because it raised his heart rate. Like, damn it. Like, dang, I'm gonna turn into the Hulk. I was like, dang, that sucks, man. Yeah. That's, no wonder he's so angry. I would be. Angry <laughs> you can't get too. down. Yeah, it sucks, man. <laughs> it sucks. Uh, uh, also, also, um, do I have anything else? Uh, just real quick, uh, the Walking Dead panel I went to, it was real, revealed by Walking uh, by Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead, and also Fear the Walking Dead. He mentioned that one character from either Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead would be crossing over. Wow. Didn't say okay. who, and uh, didn't say who, who from what would be going where. Right. But I thought that was interesting. One character could be anybody. My guess might be Jesus. He's kind of a mysterious uh, could character. Could be Jesus, could be Aaron. Aaron was also their uh, front man yeah. for Alexandria. Yeah, or it could be someone from Fear of the Walking Dead. We're not or sure. it could be someone from season one of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because think about the time lapse. Yeah, there were a lot of people that, uh, you know, they just kind of disappeared. We don't know what happened to them. Jim. So. Jim from the, the Walking Dead season one. Right. Or Morales. Or there are a lot of people from season one yeah. that kind of go out and we never see them again. So or the cool. governor. Or the governor, yeah. Wow. Or uh, maybe Fear the Wall, like maybe Tobias comes back. Our friend Lincoln we'll Castellanos comes back and uh, starts tearing up the Walking Dead universe. Insane. Yeah. All right. So, for anybody listening, com- Comic Book Men returns in a week. Yes. In a mere, well, in, in, in just over a week. Come back October 22nd. Please tune in. That'd be great. Yeah, Thank you. I know it's late. If you have to DVR it, DVR it still counts. Please DVR it. That'd yeah. Be great. And also on October 27th to the 29th. Three of the five comic book men will be at Stanley's Los Angeles Comic Con. We, uh, if you actually four, won't Kevin? Oh be yeah, there? yeah, Kevin will be there. I forgot. Yeah, four of us. Yes, all four right. Four of the five. Four comic of us. Book Kevin men. and Ralph are doing a Adam West tribute re- retrospective. Excellent. At the con. Let's let's go. We'll we'll carve out some I time. I believe to go there. they might. We may be involved in some. part. I'd love to. Uh, this year we do have a panel. I've been assured very nice that we have a panel. So cool. that'll be fun. I don't know if we're monitoring anything this year, but it'd be nice if we did. Sure. We have fun. And uh, yeah, come on and see us. If you've seen us before, we're in the exact same location. They always give us that big-ass booth. So uh, thank you to Stanley's LA Comic Con. Yeah, we love you guys. Yeah. All right. That's all I got for this week. Thank you for listening, everybody. And there you go.